the issue of coal challenges and why are we here. It's a number of events that have taken place, but I'll give you just a high level as to why we're where we are. The first thing, of course, was the underinvestment in coast plus mines. That had an impact, but it had been decided upon due to capital constraints. This put a strain in the supply of coal. Secondly, there was an issue on Tegeta that did not meet their targets. And three, uh, coal mines were affected. With that, we had to get coal from internal and it affected others. But now, Tegeta is under business rescue, so that has impacted us. The previous board and management, of course, had tried to deal with the issue. They raised the issue with the National Treasury, but there were corporate governance and compliance issues that National Treasury was worried about, took a bit longer. The new board, which came in January, by February, at least was able, through the engagement, to convince the National Treasury on approving this. This was approved, but the process of coal procurement is a bit different than, say, going to the shop and buying the bread. The process is not as simple as going to the shop to buy the bread. But we have done quite a number of things in that respect, and we are beginning to see the results of that. I'm highlighting those things because at in, during the presentation, further to the presentation, you'll see the impact thereof. Then the new one that came in, as we are concluding our roadshow, was whether load shedding is imminent, is coming up. Our view is that we are producing 46,000 megawatts of electricity in South Africa. The planned and unplanned outages is roughly about 10,000, goes to 12,000 or so. And that leaves us with the resources of about 3,000 that we can make use of. We think that holding all other things constant, as economists say, we are not going to have any load trading. We think that that problem could only take place if there are certain anomalies that can come to bear. Whether it's natural catastrophe, whether one big power station has huge problems and it cannot continue. But as we'll show the numbers here, we are comfortable on what we have and we'll continue to do so. That is a very high level discussion with the investors and it does highlight some of the challenges that we're going to talk about. Well, Hadebe also says that they are doing their best to ensure that demand is met. Please allow me to go through the presentation. The summary, as you can see here, Energy availability, an improvement from last year, from 77 to 78%. Capacity that had been added on the national grid, 2,387 megawatts. New transmission lines, 722. (coughs) New substation transformer capacity, 2,510. During the year under review, we have managed to electrify more than 215,000 clients. Of course, we are looking at elasticity demand because we feel that, as I've already indicated, there's an area that we have to maximize. The load shedding issue I've already touched on, and we think, and that's important, that is not likely. Operational highlights, 
You've spoken about energy, available factor, 78. Although I must highlight that the planned and unplanned outages that took place during the last quarter of the year from December have changed the scenario. Otherwise, the numbers would be better, but we'll talk about that. Plane maintenance, 10.4 against target of 10%. Unplanned maintenance, 10.2. And the new connections, we've spoken about that. We've spoken about new build capacity, 2,387 megawatts. And Commission transform capacity is 2,510. Transmission again, 722. Could we have done better than this? Yes, surely we could have done better. Are we excited? Yes, there is an element of excitement, but we can do more. And that was Eskom Interim uh, CEO Pagamani Hadebe. Meanwhile, the utility's former acting CEO, Matsila Koko, has been tweeting up a storm since the issue of coal stockpiles and the possibility of load shedding arose. In his last tweet, uh, Koko says that there should be no threat of load shedding until 2022 and that there is sufficient capacity in the system and sales volumes are also down. Matsila Koko joins us on the line now. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. So, Mr. Koko, this issue of uh, the uh, stockpiling and also load shedding, when that arose uh, initially, it did come as a surprise to many a South African. So uh, just take us through your thoughts on this, because you're saying this should not even be an issue until 2022. Why is that? It came as a surprise. It's indeed a surprise. And if you end, if we end up into in a load sharing situation, I think it will be a very big embarrassment for ESCOM. We have consistently said previously that the system is adequate until 2022. ESCOM has announced today that 2,300 megawatt has been added to the grid between Midipi and Kosele. That's over and above the 1,300 megawatts from Ingula Power Station. There is currently, in my view, over 6,000 megawatts of surplus capacity level, and gives you the ability to deal with the shocks in the system. There should be why we should no shed. I think what, should, what we should be doing is to giving confidence to investors that the system is adequate. We will be able to keep the lights on and we'll be able to power the economy up until 2022. The challenge that ESCOM is faced with is sales. ESCOM sales are, in my view, 1% down this year than last year. So you cannot have additional capacity out of Midupi and Kosila and Ingula and then have less sales and then threaten the country with load shedding. I think it will be a very embarrassing situation. We currently have stock days of 34 days. Stock days is 20 days. So we have sufficient coal in the system and that with the flexibility that is provided for by the surplus capacity should keep the system to 2022. So again, you know, I'm struggling to understand why the issue of load shedding even came up. Because you also said in one of your tweets that ESCOM should stop burning money with diesel. So what is actually going on here, at least as far as you understand it to be? When you have a surplus of 6,000 megawatts, and when your sales are down by 1%, you should not be using 
spending 300 million rand on diesel. There, is, there should be no room for that. I think that there's a lot of mischief from some of the commentaries. I think it was unbecoming for Ted Blom to suggest that there will be no shedding on Friday. It, it is, it's hopelessly out. But I just think ESCOM has to look at itself and say, why are they burning diesel? Um, the, the, the breakdowns are higher than normal. Um, they talked about 16%, 16% compared to a target of 10%. It's a lot. Uh, it amounts to 7 megawatts compared to 4,000 megawatts that, you should, that is uh, on pent. They have a lot of explanation to it, and I accept that, and I hope that uh, uh, they will come out of it. They're a competent bunch of people. I know them. And I just think we should take the weight of hard labor today that when he says there will be no load shedding, and there should not be until 2022. So the CEO also said that the coal shortage is as a result of underinvestment by ESCOM into cost-plus mines. What's your response to that? Uh, he's correct. Um, the, the cost plus month has not been capitalized for quite some time, and purely because ESCOM has been struggling to manage its escalating capital costs. So, you know, there are three challenges in ESCOM. Uh, the, fr- the first challenge is its capital costs that arise out of Mediterranean Cosine. It's too high. The second uh, challenge is the current rate of the onboarding of the renewables. The second is the it's the escalating primary energy cost. Those three are putting a strain on ESCOM. And I think what we should be watching is how ESCOM responds as it deals with its primary energy costs that are escalating. And I noted that they are looking for 3 million tons to, uh, in the short term and uh, use the number of around 420 rents per ton is around 1.2 billion rents. And that 1.2 billion rents for the 3 million tons, uh, the jury's out on whether it's going to be prudent expenditure or not. I don't think it will be. Um, uh, they have 18 million tons procured this year plus 100 million tons they must procure in, in the next five years. So the coal, the primary energy costs are quite sticky expensive, they are running away. The rate at which we are onboarding renewables is, is quite steep for ESCOM and it's eating into their sales, hence their sales are down. So I think the jury is out to watch. They have, they have hinted today, and if you listen to Deva Government and listen to Hadeva, they have hinted to a discussion at the board level to shutting down certain power stations. And they are shutting them down purely because the sales are down and they have idle capacity, and this is the direct consequences of renewables that I've been talking about. The real impact of renewables is that they're creating idle capacity in ESCOM, and then you're forced into a discussion of shutting down power stations. If you follow my tweets in the next coming days, I will show what the impact of shutting down power stations will be, and then the public must make the call on whether we're on the right path on the uh, energy policy side or not.